0: Welcome to the Weekly 80 Podcast here on WyomingAthletics.org and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer, and as always, we're joined by Wyoming 80 Jan Wilking. Jan, good to talk to you, and uh, I feel like it's kind of good a morning. repetitive thing and we talk about, say, we say, boy, you had another busy week last week. We did have a busy week,
1: but uh had some good, some good events. Um, some students really have some exceptional performances, so always good to talk about that kind of stuff.
0: Absolutely. Well, before we before we talking a little bit about last week, uh, let's talk about something rather huge tonight. As as a matter of fact, your boys' soccer team it was as we've talked about in the past. You know, they just continue to run the run the table thus far, and they still have. But play Indian Hill tonight for the league title. It's seven o'clock uh, at Wyoming. Uh, this is uh, obviously huge to try and wrap this up and and get the three-peat in the league. Uh, give us a breakdown uh, of this match here, and uh, what you're looking for uh, out of your uh, Cowboys.
1: Well, I think it's going to be a great, a great game for sure. Um, I know Coach Jones is is excited for it. I know the student athletes are excited for it, and prepared to for this moment. To be honest, I don't think if you would have asked any people around the city, "Hey, would Wyoming be sitting at fifteen and zero and playing for a league championship on the last?" Game of the year. Uh, what are the chances of that? I don't know that many people would have given us a, a great shot, but I'll tell you, Coach Jones and, and the student athletes have really elevated what they do and prepared each for each game. And man, they're ready to go tonight for sure.
0: One of the guys I, w- I want to give a, I want to get your thoughts on here, and a guy, and one of the guys who. You know, maybe not necessarily get all the credit, because obviously, you know we talk about all the time about how you score so many goals and you're just putting up you know, points left and right, but you got a pretty darn good goalkeeper and Austin Snowden just allowed three goals in the season and 74 saves. He's been spectacular.:
1: He has. He's had an amazing season, and he's actually had an amazing couple seasons, so I think we've kind of started to take him for granted. But you know, dating back even to the very first game of the year when we're at Walnut, it's a 1-0 game. They have a PK, and he just makes an amazing save. I mean, that kind of set the tone for the entire season for what he was going to do and and what a standout year he's had. I've seen him do some some amazing things uh, on that soccer field to prevent balls from getting to the back of that net. So, um, yes, he's amazing.
0: Well, so they've got a a league title game tonight. Uh, The girls, they've got the league championship possibly in front of them on Thursday. And it's, of course, right against Indian Hill again. This is number one and number two uh, in in the league and in the area, as a matter of fact. Yeah, surprising, surprising. Falling to Taylor this past week for your squad, but nevertheless, you've still got everything right in front of them. Coming off of that result against Taylor last week, how focused do you think the ladies are moving into Thursday, knowing they've got a chance to get the league title again?
1: Well, I think they'll be even more focused. I think sometimes, um, you know, as a student athlete, it's hard. It's homecoming week, not to you know. The last thing I want to do is make excuses. Um, Taylor is a good team; they they played a good match. It was at their place, uh, but I think. That will allow us to laser lock into what our business is on Thursday. Um, last year, we um, we scored a goal I think in the first minute or so of that match, and we able to hold on to defeat um, defeat Indian Hill and, and score the league championship. And I know they'll be they'll be ready for us for sure. And I have no doubt that that our young ladies will be ready to go when they step off the off the bus on Drake Road.
0: So, exciting times on the pitch for both the boys and girls, and a best of luck to them uh, this week. Uh, going back to uh, last week, uh, girls' golf finishing up, finished third third at the district, just missing, advancing by four shots behind Alter. Boy, what a great season. Now, the boys also finished up at the districts as well. Uh, tough break there. The girls weren't able to move through, but uh, still a fantastic season, nevertheless. And, and not just
1: a fantastic season for the girls, but, you know, I reminded them. When, when we when the scores were all posted, four years ago, this group started as freshmen, and we were so excited out at Hamilton Oaks when we made districts as a team. You know, that was kind of their goal, and to be sitting at Pipestone and be uh, really deflated that they didn't make state and only by four strokes f- speaks to how far they brought this program um, along, and... Coach Sheehan, certainly when you have students like Victory Lee, when you have students like Annabelle Walton, um, Samara, Sophia Doolin, I mean, they're just going to keep um, elevating the program. So we're excited uh, for what, what the Doolins bring back next year and, and the students that join them. And certainly on the boys' side, um, I know they were disappointed, especially after posting the scores they did on the front nine. But um, we lose a lot, uh, but I'm in terms of graduation from golf, but no doubt that uh, there's some people who have been waiting for their shot, and we'll see what they do next year on the link
0: absolutely and uh we know we'll have them ready to go once that gets around going next year. A uh, football team just continues their role posting another shutout against a very good offensive team in Madeira. You hold the the guy Madeira's quarterback who led the league in passing up until last week to 23 yards. But I also want to talk about the the kind of the atmosphere around this. It was homecoming so that obviously plays in, but then we also saw on social media you had some members from the uh, the 1974 graduating class at Wyoming uh, at the ball game. How cool is that for you as an administrator to see uh, people who graduated from back in the in the mid seventies to come back and still support your athletic
1: programs—it's—it's it's fantastic. Um, you know, it being homecoming week, certainly it was crazy around here in a great way. Uh, if you're a student, it's kind of the things that you remember going back to all of our all of our high school days. The community support that um, the, that the teams here have is—it's second to none. I've been other places, and when you have everybody rowing in the same direction. Believing in what you're doing, uh, willing to buy into what you're doing, um, it really gets things moving in the right direction. And, and that's kind of what we have going on. certainly um, it culminates at events like, like homecoming when you have 200 kids singing the national anthem and another 70 kids in the band playing at halftime. I mean, it, it's really a community event.
0: How much does that do for the student-athletes? Not Maybe not so just football, but other sports when they see – uh, folks, maybe athletes or non-athletes from years gone by, who they would have no connection to the current kids, come back. Uh, how excited do the kids now get to see that those past uh, alumni do come back?
1: Oh, it's it's very neat. We, um, Coach Hancock and some of the other coaches as well have students come back and and sorry, graduates come back and speak to you know the tradition of Wyoming and the. Uh, the things that we want to instill in students here today, and it really—it's really impactful. It's really powerful. Um, interestingly enough, I got a, um, a reach out on Twitter from a gentleman who lives in San Francisco who um, is a football player from years past, just you know, with some nice encouraging words for the team. So, I mean, people pay attention because they're bought in and invested to what is going on here.
0: Uh, really cool to see that. folks from Richmond still making it a. A very tight-knit community. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Girls Cross Country, a nice showing at the at the Ross Invitational. Uh, Tiffany Chen, Sylvia Coyle both finished in the top ten there, so good result there for them. They picked up some hardware. Now it ramps up for both the girls and the boys this Saturday in the, the CHL Championships. I have to imagine going off of that performance, and then the boys also finished up strong. They have to be feeling pretty good heading into the CHL Championships.
1: I think they are. I think they're ready. Um, they they dub this championship season, so it is a time when this is what all the training leads up to. Um, maybe, of course, we want to win league championships, but our, our goal is always to go beyond that. So I think you know they're going to use the the event um, at Taylor. You know, obviously they're going to try to win, um, but their goals are bigger, and they're going to try to train to to get ready for their best showing, uh, maybe a couple of weeks from then, hopefully.
0: You know, speaking of best showings, uh, you got a couple of young ladies and girls tennis who are uh, continuing to advance in the postseason. Peyton Osha, Sidney Evans, they're seated third for the districts doubles. You know, win their prelim matches six love, six love, and six two six love. And we've talked about them as a pair uh, here in the past on our weekly chats, but they they just continue to consistently you know, pour in the results and uh, and keep things going. It's really it's really
1: neat to watch them play, especially when they get to play at ATP and. Um, just put on the best show that they possibly can. So it'll be fun uh, this week for them to compete at districts uh, with a shot to advance for Peyton for the third straight year, I believe, to the state finals. Um, And and for Sydney, this will be her second trip to districts, hopefully first trip beyond that. So two great young ladies, two outstanding um, academic achievers, uh, leaders in, in their class in terms of student council, um, National Honor Society I mean just you couldn't root for two better young ladies
0: than those two best of luck to them and uh, as we uh, start move on here uh, volleyball team you know, we've talked about what, what they're all about everybody knows the, the prowess of your uh, of your volleyball program and all the success and the dominance they've had in the league really for the last decade but we're heading in towards the end of the regular season and much like, you know, the boys and girls soccer, this is not wrapped up. You looking at the standings right now, you've got a half game lead over Indian Hill who's sitting at 12 and 1 in the league right now. Of course, you're 12 and 0 and you take on Indian Hill, boy, it just what I don't know if is this like officially Wyoming Indian Hill week around the campuses? I mean, it's like every time you turn around, you're playing for a league title and Indian Hill is staring across from you. This is saving up to be just such a huge week, but with volleyball in particular, uh, you're looking to continue that league run, and uh, Indian Hills coming for it.
1: Oh, they'll absolutely be coming for us as they should. That's you know they want to put their best foot forward as well. Um, you know our volleyball team is is what they are. They are as advertised. Um, there's no doubt Coach DeLong will have them ready to go to put their best foot forward. But I don't think today they're thinking much about Indian Hill. They still have a pretty formidable Taylor team um, to get over the hump before they head out to. Uh, the other side of town. So um, volleyball just keeps rolling. They got their tournament draw this past on Sunday. I think they like what they saw. So um, we'll see. We'll just keep trucking along with volleyball for sure.
0: Yeah, this, the sectional draw has been announced, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, next week. One other thing I do want to talk about here before we wrap up our weekly chat here, starting to see some things as far as improvements around the campus and around the area to make things better for your student-athletes. And one of those things that's been talked about and featured on social media is this new project referred to as the Wyoming Champion Center. We've seen a lot about that in various social media th- platforms. Uh, talk a little bit about that, what that's all about, and uh, how the Wyoming community can help make this happen.
1: Well, we started about uh, two years ago when we had um, some re- identifying some real facility needs that we have um, here at Wyoming. A lot of our facilities... Athletic-wise, were built back when we had about ten girls teams and about three hundred. I'm sorry, about two hundred student athletes. Well, so we're we're over 25 programs. So multiply that if JV varsity, 50 teams, um, and then over 300 over 300 student athletes. So space has become an issue. And when we really looked at what we needed and what would really help our programs continue to to blossom and grow, um, where we settled was. Um, A a facility that we could use for not only weight training, but also strength and conditioning training, turf space, um, meeting rooms for our student-athletes as as far as teams, uh, being able to break out in offensive-defensive groups, being able to do team stretches at the end. I joke with people right now, the locker room for cross Country is literally outside my office in our hallway, outside the cafeteria, where they stretch every day. Um uh, because there's eighty kids and where else do you put eighty kids uh you know, as a group in our building? So uh there's definitely a need. I think anybody who questions that could just come scroll around here about three o'clock every day and hang out until about seven and see all the things that go on. Um all of which, you know, are, are about student growth and about student opportunity. Um so we've been able to um have a design that's, that's gonna run in the neighborhood of $2.7 million, it will all be privately funded. Um, we have, between um, some mechanism, different mechanisms, we've been able to get up near that $2 million mark. Um, and we are looking for a strong push from our community to finish this off and uh, finish off the, the building piece of it uh, to get started building it um, within the next 30 to 45 days. Started building, not completing um, look for that to be completed uh, if all goes well at the start of
0: school next year. Absolutely, and the uh, best best way to get it done is right before the, the following school year starts. If you want any more, more information about that, uh, to everyone out there listening, go to wyomingschoolfoundation.org. Again, wyomingschoolfoundation.org if you want to help make this champion center become a reality. Uh, Jan, great to talk to you once again this week, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking next week with uh, both your soccer teams and your volleyball team claiming uh, league titles.
1: Well, that would be great. Either way, we're going to talk, but hopefully, that's we're talking about it. So Absolutely, have a great
0: week. Absolutely, thank you so much. That is Athletic Director Jan Wilking here on wyomingathletics.org and the
1: Weekly Eighty Podcast here on ESPN Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.